What's up, everybody? You are listening to Come On Man, a 3% Man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man just like you. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. How the hell are you guys? If you haven't done it yet, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform of choice so you don't miss a single episode. Also, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, hook a brother up and give us a five-star review. It helps more than you know. All right. This week, we have 3% Man Facebook group moderator Nathan joining us today. I'm leaving his last name out because he is also in the U.S. Navy and wants to protect his anonymity a little. I can't blame him for that. We talk about all sorts of good stuff from serving in boot camp during COVID, being focused on your purpose, and even dabbling in some investing in cryptocurrency. It was fun catching up with Nathan, and I'll bring you that conversation right after this. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done, if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. Everybody out there, I've got Nathan, one of the 3% Man Group moderators. He uh, is a little quiet on the page. Not as quiet as he is. He used to be a little more active a couple months ago, but then he decided to just ship off and join the U.S. military. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, you know what? I'm going to be so focused on a mission that i'm actually going to get a mission with the fucking military and he just shipped off so yeah (laughs) but but he's uh he's out of boot camp now he's in uh school we're not going to talk about it that much but uh tell us a little bit about at boot camp at least there's no opsec there that's all pretty common knowledge yeah yeah um so boot camp it is so i'm I'm 25 I, i went in 25 years old um, you were one and... of the, the old fuckers there. Do you have a, <laughs> yeah, a bunch of 18 year old guys, fuckers. a bunch of 18 year old guys going, how's uh, your yeah, knees yeah, there, yeah. old man? No. <laughs> you, you had, um, well, for one, you know, like the runners they give you, you know, cause you, you, you're given like a, a set of equipment to get through boot camp, And then 
you know, like you're pretty much uh, ready to go when you join, you know, either you're, you're getting shipped out to the fleet or you're just going to A school, whatever. You'll have all your shit. Yeah. Uh, I could cuss on like a podcast. No. Yeah. Okay. This is America. Um, okay. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, like one, you come in feeling good. You come in feeling fine. You were probably training before. I'll tell you this for people that are looking to join around 24, 25, 26, even those shoes that they give you will fuck you up. They will mess you up. They're, they're like legit made to fuck up your ankles and your knees. I don't know why they use them, but they do. The, but, um, um, well, I was going to say, didn't your recruiter tell you to bring your own shoes? Cause they told me to bring my own shoes. Oh, well, you know, as far as that goes, you have to get like a chit for it. You have to get a, uh, ah, my own running shoes chit, you know? Really? Yeah. I'm, I, I'm I, an I, individual chit. I, I can do what I want chit. I didn't have to do that. When, so I joined in 98. And, and my my recruit got fucking old dude my uh my old my, my my recruiters like dude the shoes they give you are trash we suggest that you buy like high quality running shoes and you can bring them and they're we were allowed to have our own running shoes back then you know like when they when they uh hook you up with those shoes like you go onto this like you know machine thing that like does a scan of your feet which i think is bullshit like it's, it's super bullshit because it's supposed to give you like uh you know the best support and the best this but they give you fucking shoes that are literally like fucking made out of straight rubber you know they're, it's just, they're generic yeah they're like the cheapest yeah. they, my, so the shoes they, that they they issued were i think they were nike brand but they were like the fucking cheapest of the cheap nike brand no no walmart would be like fuck no we're not gonna put these on the shelves <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing these ones give them to the navy you know the classic um, navy. yeah so, so as far as like how it was and eight, you know, kids running around, like that's like, you're looking at being 25, right. And you're just kind of like, okay, let's go and let's see how this thing goes, you know, so I could adjust and adapt to what's going to be coming, you know, around the bend mm-hmm. at the same time, you have, uh, your, your, your fellow recruits that are in there too, um, you know, fucking it up for you. And then you have the leadership which is also made up of recruits. It goes your RDC, you know, which are people that are in the military, your recruit division commander, you know, for a lot of people, you know, it's your fucking drill, drill, uh, drill sergeant, whatever, you know, from if you've watched movies about this shit, but um, yeah, you have those guys kind of, you know, yelling at you. And then you have a second set of people of just random people that they pick in the, um, you know, in the compartment, whether you volunteer for it or not to be leadership, and a lot of times it's, you know, these, you know, hot blooded 18 year olds that, you know, really want fucking power, you know? And so yeah, yeah. you're sitting over here and because it's chain of command and because, you know, they want you to take everything seriously, you actually have to listen to some of the dumb shit that they say, do they, you know, otherwise do they still, like do, consequences. Do, do they still call those guys RPOCs and AROCs? Yep. RPOC, AROC, fucking um, so MA, Master Arms. Yep. Yeah, yeah, major yeoman, asshole. Yeoman. Yeah, the yeoman. <laughs> yep, yeoman. The yeoman's got away with like, oh, yeah, can't get IT'd. I got to do paperwork, you know? Uh-huh. Um, I, I was actually, I had a job that was really chill. Um, You know, there's other sub jobs like uh, religious PO, laundry PO, and, um, and mail PO. So I was mail PO. I was able to kind of just like dip out of the room, go to the mail room where it's like all the other division male POs, you know, females and males, cause it's integrated now. Mm-hmm. And you could just basically hang out and decompress for an hour, you know, mm-hmm. while you're in the mail room sorting, really just hanging out, you know, like unsupervised. So that was cool. 
you know, you kind of get a break from uh, being stressed out for every second, you know? Yeah. You know, the, my divisions of uh, yeoman saved my ass because I was going to get as mode at one point. They, for what? Uh, so during service week, uh, I decided to wear my contact lenses. Oh and no. So, <laughs> so I, instead of wearing my uh, birth control glasses, um, <laughs> I, I would put my contacts in, in the morning and then I'd put my, I put my birth control glasses over them. I couldn't see shit. We'd march to the galley. And then when I got to the galley, I would take my glasses off and just work all day in my contacts. Well, I got used to just wearing my contacts all the time. And I was like sleeping in them and shit. That's really bad. But I was a teenager. I didn't know any better. And anyway, uh, after service week was over, my, uh, my, one of my RDCs noticed I wasn't wearing glasses. And he's like, and halt, come over uh... here, shipmate. And I was, he, he goes, he goes, don't you wear glasses normally, Bauer? And I was like, yes, petty officer. And he goes, why aren't they on your face? <laughs> and I was like, I forgot them, petty officer. And then the, he was standing there shooting the shit with uh, another division's RDC. And that, that guy goes, turn your head a little bit, shit, mate. And he goes, oh, shit, you're wearing contacts, son. That's a direct violation of the commanding officer of recruit training command. That's an automatic two-week setback in training, son. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So They do was, it all loud, too, so everybody yeah. sees that shit. Oh, my God. So – I went, I, I went back to the division or went back to uh, formation and I was just like sweating bullets, you know? And uh, yeah, like, fuck, I'm almost done with this shit. They're going to send me back two weeks, whole new oh, fucking division. Oh, yeah. So that was in the morning. And uh, so at like shift change, my RDC told one of the other RDCs who was much cooler, you know, he said, I want, I want Bauer to go uh, see the, the ship's, um, uh, what is it? Uh, senior chief. So, so he wanted me to go see the ship's uh, senior chief. And they wanted you to talk to chief. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, this is happening today or whatever. And so uh, anyway, so I talked to the yeoman about it. Cause he was all, they were all, the yeomans are always in the office with uh, the fishbowl. RDCs. Yeah, yeah. They're always in the fishbowl. And so I said, I was like, dude, I, I do not want to get ship sent back in training. It was like late too. It was like, well, what, what ship were you? Do you remember? I was in the Abraham Lincoln. You're in the Abraham Lincoln? Yeah. So, yeah, so I told the yeoman, I was like, dude, can you, like, put a good word in with me with uh, with Logan? Logan was the other petty officer. And so he said, so he did. He he was like, I could see him talking to him. He's like, he's like, petty officer Logan, you know, Bauer's a good shipmate. Stuff like that. I could see him talking in there. So Logan just didn't send me to see senior chief that night. And uh, okay, so and, he vouched for you, stuck yeah, his neck out. He just, oh. he just didn't fucking do it. And so then the next morning... Uh, Lo uh, Logan, let's see, there was Logan, there was, uh, fucking, I can't remember his name. It's like Vega or Vega or Vader or some shit. I can't remember the guy's name, the fucking asshole, um, RDC. The next day he asked Logan, like, did Bauer go see senior chief? And he's like, oh no, I didn't send him. I was too busy or something. And he's like, well, he's going to go see him today. God damn it. And, uh, and, and then, uh, later that night, like Logan talked to the other. So we had a third RDC who was a second it class. was a three-man push yeah, three, yeah so okay. he told the second class um not to send me either so so uh, Pope was the second class didn't send me either and what he did was he went down and talked to senior chief on my behalf and had it reduced to uh AIT 
or no to oh fuck no he had it so it was no it's in-house intensive training so he did it so he goes bauer i want you to do one push-up one sit-up one eight count bodybuilder and then I, I do that. And he goes, now I want you to do two sit-ups, two push-ups, two eight-count bodybuilders. He goes, you see how that progresses, son? And he goes, keep doing that. And he left. And he just, like, walked out of the room. And so I just, like, stopped doing it. I had the, the guy doing watch. <laughs> fucking, yeah. like, he's like, I was watch like, the door. Tell, yeah. me what, tell me when Pope comes back. And, and I'll, so, I'll keep going, yeah. So, so when Pope comes back, <laughs> I was like, 10, like, and I was all shaking and shit. <laughs> And he goes, you got to do that sometimes, man. You got to yeah. do this shit. So then, so then Pope's like, you're not getting as mode. You, you're, you're done. You know, like, do you understand? Like, don't ever fuck up again or something. And, and it was over. It was squashed after that. But, uh, Fuck yeah, dude, your, <laughs> your, your friend hooked it up. Was it the, um, the, what do you call it? The security watch that was in, uh, in the hallway watching the door. You told yeah. Him the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, bro, you're staying there anyway. Just yeah. Let yeah. me know if he comes through. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I imagine it's the same spot. It's the same place, you know, like as, yeah, my dad went to boot camp, the same place. So yeah. when he's describing the compartments, it's like the little hallway. When you walk in to the left is a fishbowl, you know, the glass uh, fucking room kind of. And then the, the rest of the compartment that opens up in the, yeah. the middle of the room with all the, the racks. You yeah, know, you must have been a, you must have been on the other hall, uh, other side of the hall. So on mine, you walked in the fishbowl is on the right. The bathrooms were on or the head was on the yeah. left. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, kind of, kind of flipped. I was in uh, ship six. I think the USS uh, Constitution. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the same shit. It's been around since uh, what the fucking thirties or something. I don't know. Whenever fucking everybody's <laughs> fucking been through that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to be out though. Happy to be out. I mean, we still trade stories today. Like you meet other kids in different divisions, or uh, you know, other dudes from different divisions, and they'll be telling you stories. For me, yeah. it was just uh, I would say. One of the the highlight shitty things was um I remember I was just minding my own business. I think I was like shining my boots. I remember hearing like another recruit talk to the RDC about something. And all I could hear is uh, I think his name was fucking uh like uh Brown or something. He goes, Brown, I swear to God, if you ask me a stupid fucking question, <laughs> I'm going to IT, you know, Nathan right now. And I'm over here fucking shining my boots. And I was like, what the fuck? So I turn yeah. around, I look at him and he's sitting there at attention, just like fucking sweating. <laughs> and in my head, I, you know, I was just like, dude, about the fuck face and walk away. Like, don't say shit, you know, yeah. just call it there. And he opened his fucking mouth. He goes, what time is chow or some shit. And I was on the floor for like, you know, 30 minutes having to do fucking push-ups, sit-ups, fucking Russian twists and everything. <laughs> and he was yelling at, he's like, this is, this is what you do to your shipmates. You like to ask stupid questions. And I'm like, you know, 10 petty officer, you know, it's just oh like, fucking, oh, you know how it goes. Sure. You know how it goes. Oh, it was, it was it's awful. I, so, um, yeah, I used to hate it when people would fuck up and then they would just like cycle everyone else everybody is getting fucked up now you fucked yeah. up everybody's fucked up right right but that that sort of creates uh i don't know cohesion and uh team like you know a sort of team pride type thing mm, and, uh, so i'll say this we never got there we never got to team pride or cohesion no no it's because uh a lot of the restrictions with covid one had us like very there because of there's some restrictions like no fist bumps no high fives you know like so as far as that like social building wow, you know okay. brings people closer like hey you know team huddle before we do this shit like none of that you know uh 
on top of that mass every we had a mass and uh for our division we had 113 people fuck yeah okay yeah we had a big ass division so it was really hard to kind of like get to know everybody because one everybody has a shaved head so everyone looks fairly similar and two everybody's wearing masks so you can't like unless you like are really close with somebody it's hard to bring people together it's easy to fall through the cracks because you're just like unbelievable i never even thought about that yeah so like those two things really fucked us you know um as far as like really getting it together even the last day we you know i think the group consensus was fuck you guys like i'm out yeah you know uh there's maybe like four people that i got their information and um i you know we're in class together now but like other than that everybody's like dude you know i'm just gonna forget about you because this was fucking horrendous did you, you get know? did you get um a cruise book um cruise book so like is that the blue jacket manual no no cruise book oh, it's kind of like, oh, it's kinda like a yearbook the... it's like a yearbook I got, I got the, you know, I got the packet that comes with um, the division, like everybody in it. Um, But then again, it's like a day after that third, 40 people got asthma for two weeks for um, COVID. They got, you know, so they they contracted COVID and got asthma. No, they didn't contract COVID. Like three people contracted COVID and they do ring of fire. So if your bunk is in the vicinity, in the circle, they'll fucking take you. They'll fucking t- it doesn't matter if you have it or not, you know? Oh my or god. If you, can if you, you imagine, just go in. Can you imagine being sent back two weeks? It's like prison for the for the guys listening that have never been to boot camp. It's like fucking prison. You're you're getting ready to get out. They send you back two extra weeks just because some fucking asshole has talking has a about, slightly bad flu. Uh, I, I'm talking about like a week, like a week and a half before graduation. Like literally right there. You're like right there. You're about to fucking leave. Like just yeah. leave this hellhole. And just because some dumbass, like, and we had, we, we said it before, yeah. you know, like, um, actually I'm, I can't really get into that, but sure. some dumbass decided, Hey, you know, I'm feeling sick. I'm going to go in, you know? And it's just like, bro, like literally drink water, you know, we're going to support you. We'll help you out, whatever. Yeah. And then come to find out he doesn't have COVID but yet still everybody gets taken. And so we had about 37 people leave, right? And then very next day, uh, 40 people come in, right? So they're bringing in new racks and these are from people that got asthma in the past from different divisions. Right Now it's like all these new people, we haven't even completely got, come back together yet. And then now we have this whole new fucking hat, pretty much a whole division joins us. And we're everybody at this point is just like, fuck it. The only thing we care about is getting through this shit and getting out. I don't want to fucking know your name or become your friend or anything. Dude, like, that's rough, man. Well, I mean, that's literally like, it's just, um, you have all this stress of, you know, you know, regular boot camp plus the added element of if a guy pops right next to you, you're fucked. Like yeah. you're going to be here for another fucking two weeks. And they're guys that are there for months. So, so, um, so when I, when I was in, and I'm sure like most guys that are uh, prior military listening to this, when you're, when you go through boot camp, you're coming near the end, you typically have a pass and review where you march in front of the, uh, the base, you know, commanding officer or, you know, and and you, you salute them. And then they're like, they hum and you're, you're now a sailor. And, um, it's like a graduation. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like a graduation ceremony. And and so we always, we all had like family coming. So like, 
if if uh, if you're coming up and you only have like a couple of weeks out, you usually have family that's already made travel arrangements and they've already booked hotels and shit like that. If you get asmode at the end, your family's going to show up and you're not going to be there to graduate and they're not even going to know. I mean, you can't fucking uh, tell them. Yeah, so I'll, I'll say this though. Yeah. Um, coming in first day, they go, "Yeah, you guys aren't going to see your families for a long time. There's no graduation." Yeah. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Like if they're, if they're that strict, you guys are marching around with fucking masks on. Uh, they're, they're, they're asmoing people that are next to someone that's sick. There's no way that they're, they're you're even allowed to have family there. For it was, uh, it's um, what do you call it? They went and posted it on a Facebook fa- page. I don't know. I have no fucking idea how you would get that information out as far as what Facebook page, like who maybe your, your uh, recruiter handles that with your family. I don't know. But yeah. they post it somewhere on Facebook for your family to watch and a key to get in. But, oh, you know, like okay. getting getting all that shit together and then mailing it to someone, you know, and communicating that way when you only have like two phone calls, you know, at certain times. Yeah. And uh, otherwise it's able, snail you know, mail, right? Like, I mean, that's yeah, it's still mail. That's it. You know, stale, snail mail. Like you're not. Yeah, it's it's very hard. Like for me, I was mail PO. I never sent out one letter. I did not send out a single letter just yeah. because. I, for me, like in the experience, it's just like, I just want to, I want to get through this shit. I'm going to be out of here and I'll, I'll be texting everybody afterwards. You know, like I'm not, you're I focused. Focus. Yeah. I just want to focus on this and get the fuck out. Cause it's not, it's, it's, it's not hard. It's just annoying. It's yeah. not hard. It's just, it's just obstacles, like problem after problem, either RDCs create, uh, the fucking uh, Navy creates or, um, you know, just, just the process, how it works or, you know, some of your shipmate does. And so it's just like, you want to be just fucking present on the ball. And yeah. I, I, I just, for me personally, I just couldn't afford to be waiting on a letter or something, or, you know, have my feelings somewhere else other than where I was at, you know? Gotcha. So let me ask you this. So before you shipped off, uh, and we, we connected through the 3% man Facebook group, yeah. but, uh, you know, I, like I, I, I'm former Navy. And, uh, so I was sort of giving you advice, like, yeah. Hey, at boot camp, keep your fucking head down, keep your mouth yep. shut, like mind your own business. Don't volunteer yep. for anything. Like, did any of that help? I would say the most thing about like pretty much blending in, that's yeah. a big one. Like if you're tall, dude, you're, you're going to get fucked up. Like just cause they can see you more. Yeah. Like literally that's all it is. Like just because they see you're tall and you're the only guy that doesn't wear glasses. If you're the odd one out, you're going to be picked out and you're going to be fucked with, Sure, you know, sure. Um, keeping your head down, volunteering for shit. Uh, now there's some people that like fuck off too much. And during like it, when, you know, a whole fucking division is, is getting it, which is intensive training for you guys don't know, you know, where they're like, get on your fucking face fucking hydrate you know you take a sip of water yeah. and then for the next hour and a half you're getting beat yeah. um like push-ups sit-ups fucking yeah, push-ups sit-ups Lincoln arm Lincoln arms and you gotta do fucking sit-ups like in the next guy next to you is like you gotta hold them up and shit yeah it's something. like you know <laughs> oh you guys don't want to fucking sound off together yeah. yeah, zero and everyone goes yeah, zero oh, <laughs> yeah. Fuck, yeah. what number are we on seven eight Oh, you guys don't know what number you're on. Okay, who ya zero? Who <laughs> ya zero? Oh God, yeah, that's but, just uh, that shit's hell, man. 
So as far as volunteering, though, like if you're in a leadership position, you know, and you're not fucking off, like for me, I, I did pretty well doing what I did. I mean, I started the whole ships. There's a, like 1,300 people on my ship, you know, because of the, the size of um, fucking divisions because of COVID, people being set back, people being pushed through, shit like that. Um, and so, you know, there are times where it's like, you know, I they weren't in my face when, you know, like I was doing a slower push-up or, you know, like I just fucking put a knee down, you know, because mm-hmm. they, but for other people that they know that they're trying to weed out, they would get on you, you know, and it's because you're messing around or you're, you're talking and you're, you get caught too much. Yeah. The idea is have fun, but like, just don't get caught. The, it's, the name <laughs> of the game is don't get caught. Yeah, That's you're it. you're only trouble if you get caught. So the, the exactly. one, one thing, uh, and I think I might have mentioned it when you were shipping off, like some of those leadership positions, like RPOC, AROC, stuff like that, that the only benefit I feel like in those positions is one, you have a little bit of a sense of power, but, and then, and then if you make it all the way through as like the RPOC, AROC, you usually get like some kind of meritorious advancement. So like, so you if you're a rank up, yeah. So yep. if you're like a, an E1, they'll make you like an E3 or something. So when you come out boot camp, you you get paid a little bit more. To yeah. me, that's that, is, it, it wasn't worth it. <laughs> to oh, me, it wasn't yeah. worth well, it. Well, I mean, like it, it just really depends on like what you see. So yeah. So for me, um, I get automatic uh, E2 um, yeah. just because of my rate. You know, I, I could talk about it a little bit. I can't get into it like super deep, but um yeah no you know electronic technicians you just get uh you know e2 getting out right mm-hmm. um and then uh, after that we get uh e4 um after after schooling but you know for a lot of other rates they literally leave as an e1 and then they're in uh basic tra- uh not basic training but they're in their a school or wherever before they jo- join the fleet or they go into the fleet as an e1 and they have to do their time and rate that's how and i so, did yeah yeah, for a lot of people, like just getting a leadership position, doing a good job will get you to E2, E3, and then a petty officer, you know, you become a petty officer at E4 so much quicker, mm-hmm. you know, and, and for me, the golden ticket is E5, because that's when you get the BAH, um, or BHA, my bad, is it BAH, BAH, B- BAH, you know, yeah. basic uh, housing allowance, where you basically could live like you're married, but you're single, yep. you know, yep. get the extra pay the housing pay the fucking food pay like all that live on town and so for me that's the goal you know so getting a leadership position and and getting advanced um you know is just like it's a big deal but uh unfortunately they didn't you know they didn't rank me up i don't know why but who cares like male po's male po's uh don't have that kind of responsibility so but hey hey hey, yeah i killed i killed it i slayed it on the job let me just say i know know, i'm sure i'm uh, sure you did but as far as like like an rpoc right like they're in they're in charge of the division they're like the quarterback so if like the division fucks up the rpoc fucking gets it you know like yeah yeah. because they have to learn that in a position of responsibility in the military like you're ultimately ultimately responsible for everyone below you so and there's a there is a legit chain of command so you know he's like the leader of the lowest so he gets just fucking ass kicked (laughs) the whole the whole like the whole time i mean when when we're when we're when we're talking about like a super good like you got to remember this is my division you know and so it was just like everything was fucked like it just yeah we had about six RPOCs 
every single one of them like it, it was it was interesting a very interesting wow. thing to say and but and and between um you know like between me and you though the laundry po got a rank up man so i'm just i'm just saying what if we're gonna give if we're giving them out you know if we're giving them out but man, you didn't get one what did you no. fucking do jesus christ like <laughs> no and i'm over here getting beat for other people's shit i'm not the fucking arpot come they, on now they must have not liked you because you're an old guy you're an old fart in the division they're like i don't know look at this fucking old know. guy joining at 25 <laughs> <laughs> you know surprisingly i wasn't the oldest dude there was another dude in there for 36 yeah. uh, other guys 27 and um you know a few few other guys around my age got it so you um so let me ask you this you're so you're at a school now yeah right at okay yeah. so so but you're like you're not allowed to leave the base right now because of covid right you're still basically at lockdown yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're right across the street from recruit training commands, so we literally feed we we give the fleet everybody. You yeah. know, all SOs, all of the everybody's coming out of here, you know, on the daily. And so we need to be um we got to be like super super on lock, you know? Yeah. So as far as like who comes out, who go, comes in, you know, if if we throw out a whole bunch of people or people are leaving here joining the fleet and they're sick you know they're gonna get everybody uh sick you know so it's important that this place kind of stays on lockdown but it sucks it yeah. fucking sucks so how so, so i imagine that's uh seriously impacting your your dating life right now <laughs> you're you yeah. must be extremely mission focused yeah i mean it has to be that way you know like um you know for the most part i mean being a three percent man or, or or being someone in in that spectrum i mean it's 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 uh your your mission comes first like I, I you know i hate to say mission you know but yeah your mission comes first what what you what you are working for comes first always you know yeah. um and so if anything this has kind of been like a a hyper focus, uh, type, you know, cause there are no distractions, you know, there's no more excuses. Like, what can I say other than the fact that, you know, I decided not to invest in this or invest in myself or read this or do that, you know, cause there's no, you know, like, yes, I have a, a schedule, but it's just like, um, anything else, you know, like any other job, you know, I get off at, you know, like 10, 11 PM. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you know, and even right now is my own time. So, yeah, you know, there is, there's that aspect where, you know, um, no PDA on base, no public displays of affection, no, you know, holding hands and shit. If she's on your ship, you know, you can't date her, you know, and even if you did date her, you know, there's, uh, there's so many different, uh, as far as being the military, being a military member, um, there's so many different ways that they can uh, kind of set things up for you to kind of mess up your career, Sure. you know? Sure. You know, and that's six, that's, that's a whole career, like your, your whole five years down the drain, you do something wrong with somebody here or somebody perceives something wrong, you know? What, so when I went to, uh, when I was in A school, I was in Damneck, Virginia. And uh, so I was an operations specialist at OS and OSs are now at NTC Great Lakes yep, now. I think. They're here. Yeah, so, but they, yeah, they are, our, our school used to be in Damneck, Virginia. And, um, man, as soon as we got there, they were like, go get in your civilian clothes and come back for your Liberty brief. And it was like fucking awesome. And we were able to leave base right away. We had like, uh, we didn't even have a, 
midnight curfew. I don't think like we, we could just do whatever the fuck we wanted. And, um, there was, I mean, the, the females, uh, were in uh, different barracks. So it was like right next to ours, yep. but, but people were sneaking them chicks into their fucking rooms. Cause our rooms were like, they were like dorm rooms, you know, like we didn't have, like I see in the background there, uh, people can't see it cause we're doing audio for the podcast, but I see your bunks there. We didn't have bunks. I, I had a room. It was just like a fucking hotel room with like two single beds in there. And uh, my, my shipmate was like on the other side of the room and, you know, we had like a, a microwave and stuff. It was like a dorm. Yeah. And, and so guys would be like, put a sock on their door and shit and have a chick back in their barracks and just sneak yeah. her in. And, and then like, I, I've heard there's places like that still, you know, like it's yeah. pretty, pretty lax on the rules, you know, like people could actually visit, like, you know, females can visit during the day. Yeah. You know, anybody can I'm talking about, I'm talking day. about like students, yeah. like the male and female students were hooking yeah, up. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm that's yeah. what I'm saying. You know, like there's yeah. other barracks that I know of not here, but like, they're more like open to kind of, See, I, I know it's against you know the rules to do that, but yeah. like there's some commands that are you know like you'll you'll see that like basically there's some things that are more important you know that they're sure. kind of looking at and yeah. and that you know is as long as people are being responsible it's like until one person really fucks it up like they don't lock you down like they yeah. kind of leave everything free until someone really does something stupid and then everybody is like all right absolutely not this you can't do this absolutely. Yeah know this but usually it kind of starts off like everybody's like all right you know do whatever you want be out past midnight until somebody fucking gets a dui then it's yeah. like all right no more nah. fucking living fucking crazy yeah the 60 my so my last uh my last day at, at a school um i graduated and i had to stay an extra night because my flight to wallops island virginia for my uh age of school i was going to age of school was it until like the next morning? So I had to stay at the Navy Lodge there on base. And it was like right next to our barracks at the Navy Lodge. So I walked, I go and check into the Navy Lodge, put all my shit in my room, go back down and to hang out in the smoke break with all my other old shipmates. And they're like, I thought you were leaving. And I was like, not till tomorrow, apparently. So this one chick uh, who was an IS uh, student, she, uh, she was going to graduate in like a, like a week or two later. Uh, we got to chatting and I was like, yeah, I'm at the, the Navy Lodge. And, she, and so she came back with me to the Navy Lodge. And we hooked sure, up that yeah. night. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, I think like freaking, um, I, you know, honestly, it's just this COVID thing is kind of fucking everything up. It's just having everybody on this weird, super, you could tell too, like, you know, the, the staff here, they don't fucking like it, you know, yeah. but they, I, you know, they got to go home. You know, a sure. lot of them live, um, as far as students go, obviously we're all here. You know, and so unless you live ashore, you just don't get a break from this reality. Like this is like literally it, you know, like you can't leave the base. Um, I, I think a lot of shit on base is about to, uh, you know, close down. Um, but that's just rumor. There's a lot of different rumors going on. You know, yeah. you, you really don't know until you hear it from the CO, but everybody else talks about it, you know. Yeah, so. a lot of that, a lot of that stuff in the military, like like you're dealing with, it's all it's all mental, though. It's all just like how you, you know, if you focus on how like shitty it is, it's just going to be shitty the whole time. But if you're like, you know, thousand percent, yeah, yeah, thousand percent. I think it's so important to know kind of like what's in that book and to practice it. Cause yeah, it talks a lot about like, you know, dating relationships, this and that. But I think like, as you get into it, as you really start deep diving, like it's really about like life in general, like dating is one aspect, you know, 
what makes your life is all the time in between, you know, and the, the, the richer your life is, the richer your experience in dating will be, you know, um, as far as meeting women, being more confident, that all stems from like what the heck you're doing, like with yourself, by yourself or with other people, you know, that you consider friends and other people that build you up. So I think like in this experience being here, you know, it's really for me, like for a lot of people, it sucks. It really does, you know, for a lot of people. But for yeah. me, like, I have a great, I have a, like a good group of friends, you know, we're always laughing. My fucking, uh, you know, rack mates are f- hilarious, you know, like they're, they're, they're good people. Mm-hmm. You know, I, don't know I just heard him say, yeah, <laughs> I didn't hear what he said, but he's like, fuck yeah, you, I'm hilarious or something. I don't know what he said, but yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, <laughs> I'm laughing every day. I'm laughing every night, you know, and yeah. there's always somebody that I'm running into. I'm sparking up conversations, you know, and um, there are females here that I am friends with like platonically. Um, Cause that's just the season, you know, yeah. like, uh, and so it's, it's good, you know, like, I, you know, at the end of the day, like, I feel like I, I'm just literally in a hyper concentrated area to go ahead and freaking build my credit, you know, go ahead and freaking stack my money, invest into, you know, crypto study, you know, um, you know, what, what my job brings me into uh, afterwards, you know, and, um, you know, kind of just really put my, get myself ahead. It's like a time machine. Everything yeah. stops around me, you know? Yeah. Oh, you mentioned crypto. Um, oh yeah. Are Are you in like just Bitcoin? Or are you in Litecoin? Do you have uh, no? I'm Ethereum? actually. Um, Do you have a bunch of things? What are you, What are you doing? Yeah. So there, there's one I'm, I'm about to get out of. I'm in Baidao, Uh, but I'll just give you a list. I'm in uh, Cardano, Baidao, Moonday Finance, um, Ethereum, um, and uh, I think one more that I can't think of right now oh uh no uh, ada is cardano okay i put uh so i have a bunch in bitcoin and litecoin and ethereum and i also like when it was like real cheap and there was like a lot of speculation on it i bought a shitload of ripple and then it just completely tanked yeah uh yeah yeah. let's see what is it it's uh xrp yeah xrp so i have like i have a bunch of ripple and uh Oh, hey, look, it's all going back up now. Sweet. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of crypto um, anymore. I think it's, it, for me, it's a little too volatile. So I think once Bitcoin, I'm going to wait till Bitcoin gets back up to like 20,000 bucks or so. And then I think I've got to cash out and put that into like index funds and ETFs and stuff. That's a little more. I mean, uh, I would say, you know, for the most part, um like I'm, I'm heavily investing in crypto because I, I just believe in the future of uh, crypto blockchain yeah. and all the different technologies it supports, you know, like as we've seen in the past, like everything has been going up as far as like technology, like we've been fucking blasting past, like there's so many different technological advances. Yeah. Um, and I know that uh, Acon's trying to start like some city in Africa based off of crypto, you know, really like the only currency there's crypto ATMs every everywhere. And so, yeah, I think it's a matter of time uh, before like, there's a huge, huge mainstream like push to start doing that. And you're going to see everything go up. But as far as COVID and everything right now, um, yeah. Because of the market's down, so is crypto, you know, which kind of shows that like it's starting to become more mainstream, you know? Sure. Well, so the thing I like about blockchain 
you know, there's so many uses for blockchain outside of cryptocurrency. You can use it for distributed data storage, you know, and it, and it's secure. And, uh, you know, so there's, there's other uses for it. And I absolutely believe in blockchain technology. And I, and I think cryptocurrency definitely has a place. I just don't personally feel like uh, I want to invest in it too much anymore because just because of just how volatile it was like, so it was, it was up at like almost $20,000 in uh, what, 20, maybe three or four years ago. And then it dropped down, it dropped down to like $6,000, like over fucking night. Like that's Yeah, no, I I, I watched that shit. Yeah, even the stock market doesn't do that, you know? (laughs) I was in whole groups of people where they were just like, you know, because during that, that, uh, that, uh, that bull run, yeah, there's a lot of freaking uh, cryptos coming out with like, basically, um, it was called staking, where they'd give you like on the daily, you know, X percent, 7%, if whatever, you know, if that was how you, you know, bought into it or whatever, 7% a day. Yeah. And you guys that were just throwing in just heaps and heaps of money into this thing and then pulling out, you know, start off with 10 grand, pulling out 40 grand, putting that 40 grand back in, you know, yeah. getting, coming out with uh, 80, putting the 80, coming out with, you know, fucking 160, you know, and when that shit tanked, um, I know of 10 guys in a group, I was in that group, 10 guys in the group, just, uh, you know, one of which walked out, I think 400,000, another guy walked out with 60 grand, start off with 10, another guy walked out with like, you know, um, you know, 50 grand. And then I, I don't know what the other guys, but uh, mm-hmm. one guy went and, and took out, uh, through a credit card. I think he went and, uh, had multiple credit cards, bought a ton of gold and then sold the gold for $60,000 in total in cash. Right. So now he owes 60 grand about, you know, plus interest mm. and threw it in there thinking that in the next two months, in the next month, he was going to get his 60 and the uh, 60 back. So like, you know, 120,000, yeah. the, the guy fucking, you know, shit tanked and the website's like, obviously we can't pay out fucking interest anymore. Yeah. And he's in the hole for fucking That's 60, nuts. you know? So that, that was crazy seeing that shit. So it kind of yeah. gave me, Cause I was like, you know, I was being kind of mentored by a guy uh, running the group. And so it kind of gave me uh, a little bit of insight of, of what the fuck happens during feast or famine, yeah. you know, and what to do and what not to do. One thing I, I will say, since uh, a lot of things we talk about on this uh, podcast, isn't just, you know, dating and stuff like that. It's just being better men in general and working on purposes. And some people's purpose is getting wealthy and mine is too. And um one thing I've learned just like reading investment books and stuff like that is when you put those investments in, when everything tanks, it's not the time to pull out, <laughs> you know, because you're going to lock in your, your losses then. So really like, I mean, all markets ebb and flow the, like Bitcoin. I don't like because it just ebb and flows so fucking drastically every day. Every but, day. but like when all that stuff tanked, I just, just like, okay, I'm not, I'm just not going to buy now, but I'm leaving it all in there so that when it comes back up, okay, now I'm going to cash out, you know? So like I'm waiting sort of in the long term. I'm hodling yeah. as they say. Yeah. I mean, at the end, yeah. At the end of the day, it's like yeah. what, whatever you feel like your strategy is like, there's guys that are day traders, you know, and they could, yeah. they're, they like doing the day to day. And for me, it's like, you know, I believe in the technology. I believe in the cryptos that, I put money into and it's like, you know, maybe it's not today or tomorrow, next month, but maybe two years from now, I'm going to forget about it. Look into my wallet, you know, and be like, holy shit. 
yeah it's i'm a billionaire now yeah. yeah and so it's just like i invest money that i'm not afraid to lose sure you know so if it was here today gone tomorrow i'm not gonna sweat about it you know well, like, that's and that's the thing too like a lot of people don't realize because uh, they get they get really antsy when when the market drops like that. They don't realize you have to sort of if you're going to be successful in investing, you have to be a contrarian. Three percent, it man. You got a three percent, man. You got to look at attachment. You got to look at it like well, I'm not losing money. I'm buying at a discount. Mm-hmm. You know, because the whole goal is to buy low and sell high. Well, you can't buy low. You know, if you if you when when the market's down, you're going oh shit. Well, the market's down. That must suck. No, 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 no. That's when you buy. You buy when it's low and you sell when it's fucking high. Like that's the name of the game. So yeah, people sell like, high, sell yeah. high, buy low. No, no, no. What is it? Uh, sell, sell low, buy high. There you go. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what it. that's sell what losers low. do. Losers fucking they get all freaked out when the market starts tanking and they go, oh, "I'm pulling my money out." Well, it's emotional buying, you know. Yeah. And I think like it just co- it comes back to like, you know, like the whole three percent man book, you know, just like in. When you act on your emotions, you act in scarcity, you know, like you act as if you're going to be losing shit. Let me tell you, the secret is you will lose shit. You know, (laughs) you you act scarce on your women. You act as if if you're going to lose them, you're going to lose everything. You know, you start acting in that way. Well, you're going to start making decisions. They're going to make it that way. And same thing when it comes to your fucking crypto, when all the chips look this way or whatever, you know, this is not financial advice. You know, you could be like, hey, this kid doesn't know shit. Cool. You know, yeah. like that's fucking, but I, personally I, speaking, yeah. just not, not, uh, not one of the biggest uh, things that fuck people up in the whole trading space, whether it even be crypto, different uh, fucking um, different investments is emotions, right? You know, cause you'll just be feeling like, oh God, I need to pull this out. And then you fucking pull it out and all of a sudden like, boom, the next day, if you had just kept it in for one more hour, one more second, or maybe just like fucking, uh, I don't know. You know, like, it's just don't let your emotions fuck you up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Some some books that uh, I think I would recommend for people to read. Not so this goes outside of crypto. It's uh, just investments in general. Let's see if I could find it here. So I did a a a podcast a couple weeks or actually by the time this publishes months ago, called uh, like an intro to gaining wealth and some some of the books that I talk about are Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah. I, I freaking went to his uh, Total Money Makeover University yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking awesome. Uh, or uh, Financial Peace University. That's what it's called. Financial Peace University. Hell yeah. yeah. And then uh, so Tony Robbins also did a book. It's almost exactly the same as Total Money Makeover called uh, Money Mastering the System. Uh-huh. And uh, it's, it's, it's the same kind of thing but almost all of them are talk about like you know you buy you buy low and you sell high and you, you, you the, the whole thing is you just keep putting money in and over the long term you're gonna you're gonna have a shitload of money you know and you just I mean got- I'm, I'm in a crypto right now where it pays me out seven percent on the daily no shit seven percent daily so i'm just i'm literally it gives me my dividends and i've been throwing it back in smart you know? smart man yeah. smart man so we're coming up uh on the hour i know you gotta go i definitely have a hard stop so let me ask you one question and then we'll wrap this up what does being a three percent man mean to you uh being a three percent man what does it mean to me um you know, off the top of my head, it just means being a cut above the rest, you know, not in a way that's arrogant, not in a way that's, uh, you know, like you're like, you know, I guess too prideful, but 
in a way where you can be you can be in your center um yeah I mean a, a person that's just in their center like at the end of the day in their center just going after what they want enjoying their life enjoying what they like doing what they want to do you know and attracting like-minded people not you know mm-hmm. it's not so much as uh getting people that don't like you to like you it, it's more so uh, attracting people to you you know like that when you're about what you want to do um I think that kind of changed the game for me you know just understanding that everything that I'm looking for everything that I was looking for is inside and it's my job to cultivate that and when a man is for fo- uh, focus on his purpose on who he is how he was created whether you believe in that or not um I think that's when you start to unlock those doors that like bring you um, that bring you to that another level, you know, like you just, you're just living, you know, you're, yeah. you're living, you're not, uh, you're not, I guess, you know, life's, just, yeah. life, life's not dictating to you its terms. You're it's your terms. You're living by a start. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. So, I mean, that's, that's what being a 3% man is kind of ethereal, but really at the end of the day, it's like, you're just doing what you want, how you want to do it. And the people in your life are, people that are on the same tune on the same vibe you know Mm -hmm. they're just attracted to that i dig it i think that's a good answer all right man well i won't keep you any longer so i'm really glad that we were able to hook up today because uh we've been you've been so fucking busy with with uh navy shit and school and just life in general business freaking everything everything (laughs) and everyone it's so crazy because like you know like when I don't know if you ever have this, but when you message me and you're like, yeah, you know, you're ready for the podcast, this and that, like four other people like went and hit me up all at the same time, you know? Mm. And I was like, all right, where the fuck were you guys like an hour ago? You know, not like I was looking, but it's like, why everybody right now? All at the same fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's crazy. Life is nuts. Life is nuts. All right, man. Thanks again for joining me. Yeah, man. You have a good one. You too. Nathan, thanks again for joining me, brother. It was so interesting hearing your stories about boot camp. I think when you hear other sailors talking about how shitty boot camp is from now on, you might have them beat with the COVID-19 nonsense. Don't be a stranger, brother. You're welcome back anytime. All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Come On, Man. If you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube, and I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. Now go out and get it.